Welcome to My Hero Notebook, the My Hero Academia discussion podcast where we, like young Midoriya, take notes. I'm Maddie. I'm Connor. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) You got too excited. This is my co-host. Me. This is my co-host Connor, is what he meant to say. Oh, I messed it up the second time around. We are here today. I'm Connor. Gosh. (laughs) I'm going to get it one day. Uh, Sorry, I forgot. Who are you? I'm Maddie? That sounds right. That sounds right. We are here today to discuss episode five of My Hero Academia, What I Can Do For Now. Now, before we get into this episode, uh-huh. this episode is a top three episode for me. Yes. I have seen this episode at least a half dozen times, uh-huh. and when I type My Hero Academia into the search bar on my computer, the link to this episode is one of the recommended options. Y- you like it. I love this episode. I wonder if we'll hear the reasons why you like it so much. We won't, because I only like it in retrospect. So, speaking in a spoiler-free format, uh, I will give you my opinions on this episode as if I have only seen the first five episodes, and at the end of the episode, listeners will be like, wow, it sounds like she didn't like this episode at all. Spoilers! (laughs) Hey! Spoilers, spoilers. All right. So the episode opens up with the scoreboard of the exam. It only shows the top 10 students. Yeah, so this is immediately weird, okay, because it it raises questions for me that I don't think this show ever answers. Such as? We find out later, and not, not too long after this, that in this class, 40 kids get in to this class of whatever, 2000 and... Right, the school year. The school the, year, yes. Yeah. This, this freshman class at this high school. Yeah, right? not to diverge from this episode too much, but uh, my I always had that problem growing up because when I was a kid, the kids in my class were only was the different. 20 kids in my classroom, and my parents would always say, isn't, like, my friend's child in your class? And I would say, no, Mom, they're in the other class. And they mean, okay, but, like, your class, meaning your my class year. year. Yeah. We just use different terminology. Yeah, we, but we anyway, mostly use year. It only became sort of uh, confusing for me when college happened. Yeah. But, so here, the, you, the 40 kids is referring to their class their year. year. Yeah, their year. Um, and even if we chop off the, apparently, for the gun and recommendations, which they do not expound upon on this episode at all. Right. Um, like, so we only see 10 kids on this leaderboard. Right, the top 10. And the lowest score on that top 10 was 56. Yeah, yeah. And, and so in my head that means there's like a cutoff of 50 or something, but I have no, I have no basis for that. Right, there's no way, because we don't know, like, maybe the entire next 10 all got 55 points and they tied or yeah. something. And, and so it, it just begs the question, is this the only test? Because we, we know that this is uh, kids from multiple battle groups. Because right. both, both Bakugo and uh, Deku are, are are on the scoreboard. Right. So So it's not the top ten just from Midoriya's battle site or anything. Yeah. Um, and it's only ten kids, but we know that there are 26 to 30, since we don't know. 26 to 30? You more, mean in his... More children that get in. Oh, 26 additional children yes. in the exam that get in, yes. Um, so is it... Is this... I mean, what, what's well, going? We, I just it, does, it doesn't make any there sense. There was a written exam. Midoriya did say in the last episode that there was a written exam. So it's possible that the scoreboard here doesn't take into account the written exam. Um, so potentially, I don't know how they weight the practical exam versus the written exam, but it, I guess it could be possible that somebody on this scoreboard is not going to get in. 
But it's the top ten, and I just... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it just It's weird to me with how the numbers end up working out. Like, it, it, it makes me think that there, there, there are, like, multiple test days or something. I don't think so, because if you extrapolate from what Midoriya says, he says that um, it's the same acceptance rate as always. One in 300 kids gets in, and 40 kids got in, which means there were 1,200 examinees, and they show them in that amphitheater seating um, in the last episode, and that's approximately, I mean, that looks kind of No, 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 no. There are, like, 12,000. Carry the zero. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, maybe there are more. Than yeah, you I was about. I was. A, you can't. You can't my gun here because that was my next well, point. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, so which we can talk about this, right? So just for reference for people listening, um, so a one in three hundred. That's some some easy math. That's like a a point three percent acceptance rate, right? Or is it point oh three? Yeah, that's point. Oh my gosh, we're so yeah, 0.3%, bad at math right now. Who cares? Yeah, cause it was one it's like 0.3 repeating or something. Yeah. It's yes, one, it's, it's a 0.3% it's, acceptance rate. It's a third of a percent. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. It's a point. I was, yeah, I was right. All, yep, yep. I, we're I all there. here. For reference, Harvard has a 5% acceptance rate. Yeah, but this is the best hero school in the world. Yeah, but we, <laughs> we, we really need to put this in perspective. These, yeah. these numbers are wacky. Yeah. And just, I just have questions about them that I just need to, I, I think, gloss because they're not going to go into, because if 12,000. Right. And I'm also realizing Midoriya finds out one week later. So did he take the exam on the last day or uh, I don't know. Yeah. So it, the most likely answer to this question from a meta standpoint is that the author wanted a big number. It sounded cool. <laughs> yeah. That proved it was hard to get in. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used one in 300. And that means there were 12,000 kids, yep. and you just, you just have to not worry about it. Well, it could be that the written exam is given on a different day, and they use that as, like, a weeding out, so only a certain number go on to the practical exam, but all of them are taken into account in the total applicant pool. It could be. I'm just I'm just throwing stuff out there. 12,000. There has to be multiple days. There just has to be. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. If there's 12,000, if maybe they have multiple days of written exams or they have, like, satellite locations where the written exams are administered. No, no, because he, he, after his physical exam is when he says, I, I, che- I get check my scores, I'm pretty sure I passed the written exam. So they don't weed you out after the written I exam. Think he, no, I don't think he checked his scores. I think he said, well, he is, I like, feel he, like he, I did no, well like, he, he, the... he, like, checked his he, answers. I mean, you're absolutely right that they make it sound like the written exam was taken on the same day. Yeah, or at least pre- the... definitely previous to the mock. And it didn't sound like... It, 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 Midoriya did not know whether he had succeeded or failed the written exam um, before taking the mock, and even the, for in, in the last episode now, and even um, uh, before he gets his like yes or no letter, that the acceptance is just all at once. Either you're in or you're not. It's not like yes, you passed the written exam. Wait to hear if you pass the mock. I know what you're saying, but what I was saying was maybe he took the written exam like at the beginning of his eighth grade year and knew that he was going to be allowed to participate in the physical exam. Uh, but the way I, that he says, I feel like I did well in my written exam. I, I think it was all at the same that. time. 
or at yeah, least within. The case. Yeah. But either way, the, the numbers are wacky here. Yeah. The numbers are very wacky. Agreed. So looking into the scoreboard a little bit more, we see Bakugo at the top with 77 hero or uh, no, they're villain the, points. Yeah. Like, villain points. They're not villain points. Defeated a villain. Yeah. They're called villain points on the scoreboard. Yeah. But and then uh, zero rescue points. Yeah. And the uh, the people talking about it, presumably the observers that are looking at the scoreboard. Um, they are kind of surprised to see that, and they explain that Bakugo sort of went off on his own and lured the lower point robots in close range and then killed them. Yeah, and I, I, I think they, they, they seem to imply, too, that like when the big robot showed up and everyone started running away, Bakugo was like, I don't care, and kept on blowing stuff up. Yes, yeah. and also it, it sounds like he wasn't like near the big robot, although we don't see his battle site during yeah, the big all. robot. We only see Midoriya's site during the big robot. Yeah. Uh, so then next is Kirishima. We don't know him yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in third place is Uraraka, yeah. who is the girl, she got, cute girl. She got 48, 45 rescue points. Yeah. And pl- plus her 28 regular points. Right. Like... Solid. Yeah, and I wonder, I have always thought that part of her rescue points came from saving Midoriya, and probably she got a few throughout the rest of the exam, but I think that she was probably given more points when she went to present Mike after the exam and tried to give some of her points to Midoriya. I think it's possible that the only wrench with that is, um, it's hard to tell how much of a flashback this moment of them looking at the scoreboard is. Like, we're not... Oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. It could be right afterwards, and to be fair, she does legitimately save... Deku's life. Yes, she does. And, you know, like, that might be enough to get the 45 points. Right, yeah, we have uh, not really good... Because if, you know, if we imagine the rescue points are some measure of how much you're willing to save people at your own detriment, Mm. yes, Deku has no points and broke his body to do it, so, okay, max rescue points or whatever, but... Well, he also, I think it could be argued, helped (laughs) out... um, Belly Blast Boy in the very beginning by he like uh, he uh, distracts the robot while uh, naval laser blasts it. I like hard disagree, but hey, I, I'm just saying it could be argued. But but uh, but she does imperil imperil herself in that uh, it obviously stresses her out or uh, you know, she throws up. Yeah, afterwards. it's heroic. No yeah. one can. Argue well, no, but that. just to say that like there's a certain degree I think that at least in my head. It's, the more heroic it is, is if you are, like, imperiling yourself in some way. Mm-hmm. So, to that. Right. And yeah. I think as the theme of this episode kind of uh, becomes, in the later part of this episode, she doesn't do it in a way that, um, like, she becomes a liability, uh-huh. which I think is an important uh, piece. Yes. Well, not, not for the rescue points, at least. They don't seem to care about that. Well, but, yeah. But uh, do you want to talk about the scoreboard uh... anymore? No, because the only other other name that we know is Midoriya, who comes in seventh, and they do mention that it's uh, unusual, or notable at least, that he got zero villain points and 60 rescue points. Yeah, although they certainly seem more impressed by the fact that he took out the big robot. This guy has a little monologue about how, like, he's not the first one to knock it out, but it's been a really long time since anyone's knocked it out with one attack. Right. So, like, you know, it's it's an impressive thing. They, They acknowledge that it's impressive. Yeah. So... So then, um... Well, there's a quick little shot of a dude in a nice, <laughs> cliche trophy way where they're like, it looks like he can't control his quirk and he's hurting his own body. And then it zooms in on a dude and he's like... <laughs> yeah, and he's like standing in the back, leaned up against the wall, away from 
where the rest of the observers are gathered. And, like, obviously that's going to be the throughput of this episode. Yeah. Like, okay, I mean, be, I be think less it's obvious. I, right, but I do think it's something that they needed to address, so it's better that they did it now instead of making it, like, an obvious thing that they're going to talk about eventually. Like. Okay, fine, fair, fair. But uh, then, then we uh, skip right into our, our first proper scene mm-hmm. uh, after the after the opening. We're back on the beach. I like this beach. Yeah, Midoriya um, said he was unable to get in touch with All Might uh, before getting the results of the exam. So this is the first time that they were seeing each other. Yeah. Um, All Might or uh, Midoriya runs up to him and says All Might, and All Might's like, no. He, I'm incognito. Yeah, he was in his powered down form, and he doesn't want his cover blown, and there's, like, some people on the pier nearby, and they're like, what? All Might's over there? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a fun little moment. Uh, I mean, th- I think that there's not too much to the scene other than a nice little confirmation that um, All Might's not pulling any strings. Yeah, that was really cool, and it, t- it harkened back to the previous episode where uh, All Might really stresses that Midoriya earned this power through his own hard yes. work, and now he's reiterating, you earned this admission through your own hard work. So the, the line does continue. So that, that, that's nice to hear. But, I mean, there's a little little internal monologue about, you know, All Might's passing on the torch and all that. But Right, but what I got from this scene more was that uh, Midoriya's feeling a little um, apprehensive, like, oh, no, All Might came to UA because he wanted to pass his quirk on to someone who was already powerful, yeah. and he gave it to me instead and I think that's just another he's got a um, he's got a real inferiority complex yeah but it's just it's another layer of pressure that Majoria is sort of self-imposing mm-hmm. and then they all might uses his uh glass holding water visual metaphor from the last episode it makes its return and I really like that I like uh how they showed Majoria's being like a brittle yeah, it's like cracked cup. It's overflowing. yeah it's cracked and it's almost overflowing what's and that called what's that, that, that... That's meniscus? meniscus? Oh, yeah, meniscus. That's well, no, it's positive meniscus. What's uh, coming up over? Yeah, I would imagine, so... You're the science. You're uh, supposed I to know. I don't think I've ever heard... It, well, there's... I've only ever heard of it, like, when you're... and convex. Right, I've only ever heard it called the meniscus when it's convex, like, when you're reading a graduated cylinder or something. Uh, so, I, I imagine it's the same, like, a concave meniscus. I don't know. You're the science, so I have no idea. <laughs> But anyway, the fact that they then show um, not just a larger glass, but a more robust yeah. glass, like it's a thicker glass, it's like, it's you feel a like it, but you drop it, it's not necessarily going to shatter it, immediately. I mean, it probably would. It probably would yeah. glass, but... They'd be nice, thick chunks of glass. <laughs> Easier to sweep up. Yes. <laughs> um, but yes, I, I feel like it's, it's not, not too much of the scene, it's, it's mostly stuff that we already know. Right. Um... And we, we, we pop forward to, uh, like... Midoriya's first day of school. first day of school, and his mom is all proud of him, and it's all... It's Gosh, what she says, she stops him before he goes out the door. He's being a little bratty in this scene, in my opinion. He's like, Mom, I didn't pack action figures. I can't talk okay. right now. I it's have to be... To, I can't to, be late. To be fair, that's kind of a mean thing, Dad. Like, do you make sure you pack your books <laughs> instead of your action figures? It is. You know? So. Yeah. Uh, but she stops him on his way out the door, and she says, I'm really proud of you, son. And that's just such a heartwarming moment. And Midoriya, like, looks back at her and gives such a genuine smile. Mm-hmm. It's, it's making me tear up just talking oh, about it. Oh, please. Please. <laughs> and then we cut to school. Midoriya's running through the hallway. This is where he gives us the well, stats. Well, no, before, before, yeah, like, it's, I think he's, like, commuting and whatnot, and it, 
it really just sort of, okay, I get it. It's it's a shonen anime. It's over the top. It's like superhero stuff. This school is huge. For what I, if, if I assume that there are forty kids per uh-huh. year, there are three years. Right, because Japanese high school only has three years. There's a hundred twenty kids for this school, which is bananas big. You don't you don't need a school this big. You don't. Yeah. Like even if you're incredibly rich, which I assume they are, you I mean, don't. They have to be. They have all those battle sites and robots. Right, but, but those those battle sites don't need to be. 50 stories up in the air. Yeah, but it's a superhero school. Maybe they have some, like, giant training facility indoors that... Just go outside. <laughs> but then their wild powers could get out of hand. Right, so you go outside where there's not risk of knocking down your 50-story tall building. But you could knock it down from the outside or knock down a building that's nearby but I'm not dead. on the I'm school dead. ground. I'm dead. I'm <laughs> you, You've killed me. Maybe there's full-size theaters for watching class films that when you okay. know when you have okay, yes. when your teacher's it, sick and the substitute wheels in a TV on a cart. They just walk to the on-site cinema. If they have a an IMAX inside of their school, then yes, that's okay. Yeah, I mean it's a rich school for only four <laughs> of the stories. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, but anyway, school's big. But yeah, he goes over some of the stats that don't make any sense. Um, it, may, it makes me curious about uh, what it means to get it on recommendation, like what Right, what he that doesn't entails. mention anything. The only, he uses some language, I didn't write down the exact wording, but he implies that the four students that got in on recommendation did not participate in the same exam, yes. but yes. not necessarily that they didn't take an exam at all. Right, but just that, that, that it seems separate. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, recommendation, i.e. rich people getting their way. Probably. I mean, I guess you have no, to. No, you're, it's definitely rich people. But you way. have to, right? If you're going to have such an expensive school, you need to let the rich people in so that they'll give you more money. Mm. I'm starting to think UA might be kind of a racket. Kind of a racket? No, <laughs> they put out Best Genus. Winner, right. winner of thinking? eight straight eight Best Genus Awards. Best Genus Awards. Oh, come on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> so Midoriya goes up to his classroom door. It's door. It's one A, and he says, "Wow, the door is so big." Midoriya, come on, that's discriminatory, and you know it. No, what? It's discriminatory for him to be like, "Oh, why is the door so big?" When he knows no, that there are heroes. He say, oh, he's just surprised by how big the door is. They're being inclusive. Yeah. Well, so he's not being discriminatory. I feel like he's not being accepting. What of, do you do? What do you, this is? This is. You, you are you are literally making stuff up right now. <laughs> I'm just telling you my feelings. This is just no, you're not. podcast. This is, this is fake. This is 100. <laughs> this is fake. 100 of what you're saying. Is Manufactured fake. Uh, outrage. Is that yes, it? that's what you're doing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Midori's standing outside, and before he goes to the door, he's like, "Wow, I really hope that Bakugo and Poindexter are not in my class." And he opens the door, and not only are they in his class, but they are shouting at each other in the classroom. Well, I mean, it kind of had to be, didn't they? Like, yes. They're named. They're named characters. Like, what are you, what are you gonna do? Um, I, 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 it. We don't like. We just, we just see that these characters are the same sort of characters that we know they are. But I do, I do sort of like Ida because he's less of a jerk in this scene. He is, yeah. Um. And, in fact, I love his, his hands things that he do. Yeah, he's, he's a, like, over-gesturer. Well, and if, and, but, like, he's, like, very straight-edge with like his angular. gestures. It's yeah. great. I, I, I really love it. It's, it's very fun. Yeah, and, you know, you say that he's, uh, 
nicer in this scene than he was in the exam. And I wonder, like, people, you know, nerves manifest in different ways. Maybe his nervousness no. comes out. No, he was he's a jerk. He was still a jerk. Chaotic. I think yeah. he was definitely a jerk, yeah, regardless. Right. I agree. Uh, but yeah, he, so he comes over when Midoriya comes in and introduces himself uh, as Tenet Ida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, well, actually, we overhear him introducing himself to Bakugo as well. But anyway, his yeah. name's Ida. And he wants to talk to Midoriya about how he is impressed that Midoriya realized there was something else to the exam. Yeah, which is, which is again, I think, a, a great little thing of uh, he is a stupid, smart person. And I, I always like those. <laughs> Where he's, just like, he's like, oh, I can't believe you figured it out. I, I didn't figure it out fast enough. And he's like, no, no, Deku's just dumb in that yeah, way. Yeah, Midoriya did not figure it out at all. <laughs> Uh, and they get interrupted by Uraraka, and Midoriya turns around, and he, like, goes on this, mono- like, internal monologue, uh, tuning out what she's saying, and he's like, wow, she looks so good in that uniform. And he's right. She is adorable. Well, uh, yes, but I do think that, uh, perhaps slightly more interesting, um, we see another example of what I'm not sure are, uh, at least at this point, are, uh, whether it's an aesthetic choice or a function choice. Uh, Uraraka has little weird dots on all of her fingertips. Yes. Yes. And uh, it's really noticeable in the scene because she has all ten of her yeah, fingers and out like, and on display. And, and I will say, it won't be in, in the episodes, but there is like a data book that does say that those finger pads are like part of her quirk. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a cool little look of that. There, there are these little things that are detailed into these characters. Right. Um, Not but, everyone has a super obvious... Uh, physical quirk like that rat person we saw in the first yeah. episode. Yeah, or Deku at this point. Right. You know, um, but 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 again, it, it just something to keep in mind. I think there are, there are a lot of a lot of back and forths that this show I think kind of does with what aspects of a quirk are like aesthetic of like ooh that's a cool thing that's going on like it's not actually happening. Oh it's yeah, like you were license. talking about like when um, All Might coughs blood, he's not doing that necessarily in universe as much as yeah. it is. Or the smoke, the smoke was yeah. the other one. Yeah, how real the smoke was. Uh, but yeah, just another 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 cool little thing. And, yeah. Uh, so then the funniest scene in any anime ever happens. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I laughed so hard the first time I watched. Uh, so Uraraka talking to Midoriya and Ida. And a man in a sleeping bag on the ground. He's like, hello. No, he, t- he says something like, if you're just here to make friends, just pack yeah. up your bags and leave or yeah. something yeah. like he's that. Like, and they turn around and he's like laying on the ground looking at them with his mouth open. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a, it's a fun moment. And like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's an exaggerated sort of thing. Like he, yeah. He's like a weird, sleepy, insomniac looking guy. Yeah. He's got like, his eyes are all like bloodshot. Yeah. And, and like he, he pulls, he pulls gym uniforms. That's out the of, best part of this scene. He out gets of out of the sleeping bag, bag and then reaches uh. back into the sleeping bag where he just came out of and pulls out the uniforms and says, put these on. So, which means that he has, it is a normal size sleeping bag. Yeah. He has 20 sets of yeah. children's outfits in there. And apparently they're all the right size for all the kids. So, weird. Weird. Very weird. It's like a Miss Frizzle moment. So he's the homeroom teacher. And we, we do we do get a quick interspersed shot of, you know, okay, here's this cliche. All Might's like, oh, what if you get a bad homeroom teacher, your life's a living hell. Mm-hmm. So, of course, this guy's going to be like a jerk or yeah. whatever. 
Um, but we, we do cut pretty immediately to... Well, no, oh, you're skipping... Uh, oh, well, tell me something well, that I'm skipping. first of all, you're skipping the flashback where Bakugo confronts Midoriya. Oh, yeah, I am. Sorry. Uh, so, yeah, Bakugo confronts Midoriya after uh, they find out that they've both passed the exam. He's, like, got him by the collar of the shirt, pushed up against the yeah, wall, yeah, yeah, and he yeah. says, he's like, whatever, you know, normal Bakugo bullying stuff. And Midoriya stands up for himself. Yeah, a nice little change. Yeah. That's really all I wanted to say about that scene, but I just didn't want to skip over it. And, um, oh, the other thing I wanted to say is, in this scene, uh, so Aizawa comes in, and he's, like, put on the uniforms, he's being weird, and then he introduces himself as the homeroom teacher, and everyone is surprised by that. And that's interesting to me, because in a previous episode, I can't remember if it was the one right before this, but they say that all of the UA teachers are also pro-heroes. So this is a teacher who either is not a pro-hero or for some reason the students don't recognize him. Well, it ends up being the latter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, you're right too. It, it is that sort of is that sort of moment. Although again, it kind of just plays in this cliche of like, the last yeah. part, like, he doesn't look anything like a teacher. Yeah, what? I mean, he's he the, does it. He's the teacher. Not, no, none of them look like teachers. Yeah, you're they're, right. They're, President they, Mike does not come look on. like a teacher. Yeah. The, the there's, a person, there's a mouse. There's a cement block person. There's a toothy skeleton in a trench coat. None of them, none look, of them like look like teachers. So, you're absolutely so excuse right. you. I think the one that looks most like a teacher is All Might, who actually looks like a used car salesman. Well, it's because they put, they put him in a weird yellow pinstripe suit. Yes. <laughs> so. <laughs> and what are teachers um, of not used car salesmen of knowledge? Truth. <laughs> used car sales with knowledge. I love it. Uh, so, also, when All Might is looking at the book of homeroom teachers, he says that UA doesn't follow the normal academic path, get the wrong homeroom teacher in life as hell. I don't know what the normal academic path I, in Japan is. Do you have any... I just imagine this is a little bit of a translation quirk. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but just to say that, like, this school is not going to be, you know... English and then social studies and then math or whatever. Oh, like, so you think the, the, the structure teacher stays with the kids well, for no, all the no, lessons? No, no, no. I just I mean it's a way to say that the structure of how a, how a class works is just going to be different and keep that in mind. Okay, because I didn't know if it meant something about the homeroom teacher specifically because that's why it would be so important. Like when I was in school. Um, through middle school, our homeroom teacher was different every year, but then when we got into high school, we had the same homeroom teacher all four years. So what I got from this was, like, and he, like he said, it doesn't follow the normal academic path, which to me means you get a different homeroom teacher every year in that case, so why does it matter that no, you get... No, I think it just means that your homeroom teacher matters more than you might think it does. Like, if you have a homeroom teacher, like... Normally, it's just it's your homeroom teacher, whereas in this, it matters more. Mm. That's, that's yeah. I think, what they're talking about. Yeah, that's fair. That's how it was in my high school. You're right. We would just see the homeroom teacher for, like, 30 minutes at the beginning of each day, and then we would go off to take our actual classes. Mm-hmm. And that's just a way to, you know, instead of animate a bunch of different teachers, just have one teacher. Yeah. For, yeah. From a cynical standpoint. Uh, but it also allows us to get attached to, potentially, one, you know, teacher character. Right. So, you know. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. So the kids, everybody goes outside. They're all in their uniforms, which say UA on them. Yes. And, and, and there is there is a quick freeze frame bonus here that we did search for. Um, 
not all of the kids really show up in this episode, except for like one shot from above in the back where you can see all 20 kids in the class. Yeah, so we are not going to talk about the kids that aren't introduced in this yeah, episode, or, 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 or at least named. Yeah, and there, there are the majority of them are not. Yeah, I think um, we only get the names of, in addition to the one, in addition to the ones we know, we get like four, like four new or ones five, or something. Maybe. Yeah, and even then, uh, there's like, there's like a couple of reintroductions. So right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Aizawa takes them outside and says that uh, it's irrational for lower schools, uh, as in lower than high school. I don't know what the word for that is. To try and pretend everyone is equal when it comes to PE, like, before you get to high school, you're not allowed to use your quirks in physical well, I exams. Well, I assume you're not allowed to use your quirks in physical exams no matter what. what? Not just in high school. You mean younger than high school. They're in high I, school right now. Yeah, I, but this is a specific hero high school. If they oh, weren't going oh. to a hero high school, they would still not be allowed to use their quirks yes. in physical exams. Yes, I'm sure that that's the case, yeah. too. Um... I, that just kind of rubs me the wrong way. Try to pretend everyone is equal. Like, I don't know. I'm, I just... I'm of, I'm of two minds about it because while on the surface, I can see why that would, you know, be something that could bother you. On the other hand, like one of these dudes has six arms and he's giant. He, he can't, he can't not use his quirk. Like there are, there are quirks that you can't not use. Mm, yeah. And, and like it, it does sort of destroy this fiction of like oh everyone can be on equal footing or something like okay yeah Ida we, you know, he has engine legs he could just not use his engine legs when yeah. he's running normally Bahu cannot use the explosion thing but if, if if your quirk is that you have the physique of a 800 pound jack out of their mind guy mm-hmm. like uh, but, uh, sorry I can't like if, if your quirk is that you have an arrow like a hydrodynamic fish body you're <laughs> you can't swim worse yeah like, I see what you're saying, but it just, it kind of reminds me of, like, the stuff that Midoriya struggled with in the beginning about people telling him he couldn't be a hero, and there was nothing he could do, and it's just, like, I didn't like to hear it again reiterated here by his teacher. It, 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 it is then weird on on the flip side, so I think we can, we can hop forward a little bit. His power is that he can stop other people's powers. Oh, Aizawa, yeah. Yeah. So he wouldn't be any better at PE. Right. Like, how does someone like that yeah. get through the entrance exam, for example? Right, like... And we kind of see that here. Like, everybody, to sort of talk in a general sense about the episode, everybody has a quirk that helps them at, like, one or two activities, but imagining some people in the exam, you're like, how and, How did they get enough hero or rescue points? And, and in fact, like, you know, this is... Uh, we won't, I won't speak to these specifically, but I know the powers of everyone in this class. Yeah. And there are multiple people in this class who have quirks that would not help in a single event. Yeah, like Midori... Mo- literally multiple. Yeah, you're right. And so, like... So it's just, you have to have, like... You have to be physically fit enough to be not the worst at each of them. Right, which which is weird, especially because I I Aizawa, the the homeroom teacher is like, and whoever comes in last gets expelled. Which first of all, the ob- most obviously fake piece of crap of all time. Like fake, it's fake. There's there's no there's, I I just have a gut reaction to it being obviously fake. 
Come on. Yes, and it's also, even if it wasn't fake, it's so unfair. Uraraka, absolutely right. She's standing up for herself. She's standing up for her classmates. She's telling the teacher that he's full of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, they already took an exam to get here. Aizawa, get off your high horse. Like, who put you in charge of deciding if these kids were good enough to stay in school or not? They already passed an exam. They beat, apparently, almost 1,200 other kids to be in this position, and you're going to be like, no. And... What's more, the the through line of this, whether this is intended or not, but here's how it comes off, because I'm hopping around still, okay? So remember, we open up on the disembodied, uh, you know, examiner voices talking uh-huh. about blah, 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 and they mention how Deku can't use his power, it hurts his body, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, with a quirk like that, it's like he's not prepared or something, and it, it zooms in on Aizawa, and you see that Aizawa has a bone to pick with Deku, and says, oh, if you're, you don't know how to use your quirk, you sh- literally should not be in this program. Yeah. If, if all you're doing is making trouble for other pe- people by, like, hurting yourself when mm-hmm. you use your quirk, you should get kicked out, right? But, but, like... You're just at that one kid. Right. It's obviously the entire actual point of this exam is not to kick out, even even though it's fake. It, I, I hate it, even though it's a cliche, but it's obviously not to get rid of the worst of the 20 right, kids. Because, it's just to get rid of Deku. It's yeah, just to get rid of him. Yeah. Like, because, because as you were saying, there are so many other kids in this class that haven't been introduced in this episode, but we can see in the shot of all the students well, the, so we can say there's definitely one we can talk about the invisible girl. the invisible girl you can tell she's invisible so we can talk about her yeah. <laughs> she like unless she is physically in better condition than deku who has been training who has for been the training with all my for 10 months, months then she's going to be the worst one there's not a single category that she can be demonstratively better at than Midoriya. and in fact there could be arguably some where it's hard to tell how good she is in the first place, and, like, one of them is toe touches. When did the invisible girl touch her toes? Yeah. Did you see her do did it? Did they, like, put did you, a sensor on her hands? Does she have, <laughs> did she have... Is she wearing gloves and shoes, and, you, like, that's when she's touching her toes? So she's breaking the rules of toe touches if you take off your shoes? <laughs> like, like, seriously. No, yeah, I think you're right. So I, I, I think we both have a similar bone to pick with this yes. whole setup where it was obviously just targeted at our main character. Yes, and, like, they talk about how All Might realizes that Aizawa's going to single Deku out for some reason, but there's no reason for it. Yeah. So that it's it's there's certainly some frustration there, but we yeah. we hop we we hop to a, a you know a couple of scenes forward. Right. Okay. In, so in back at the beginning, he but. talks about uh, he's basically going to give them a, a physical exam like you would have in a run of the mill PE class, but he wants them to use their quirks, and he says he says out loud to the students that this is so they have an idea about what their actual yeah, what their limits is. are, and which is kind of a nice idea. Like I can get on board a little bit. It gives the students a baseline measurement. Um, like someday they might be able to look back on this and think, wow, I can't believe I only was able to throw the baseball 700 meters and now I can throw it, whatever. Um, and then he sort of has this internal thought that we can hear of, uh, it gives him an idea as the teacher of what the students can and can't do and how creative they're being with their abilities and gives them an, an idea of their potential, which I take a little bit of issue with saying, oh, I know what their potential is now because I've seen what they could do the very first time they ever tried to use their powers in a situation like this. I just feel like he's giving himself too much credit. Maybe he's been a teacher for long enough that, you know... He can have some sort of idea, but I just, I just don't like the whole. Like, as cool as the, I've seen this episode a bunch of times because it's really cool to watch, but like, I don't like the whole scenario. Sure, sure. So then he has Bakugo come up, 
uh, to throw the baseball. He's got some sort of baseball that has, like, a sensor on it, and then he has a a thing that reads how far the ball has gone. Uh, so Bakugo throws it, uses his explosions, and he gets... Oh, he throws it without the explosions first. No, gets, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He just says how oh, far he's, he you're has, right, you're right. He, he says he threw it in middle school at 67 meters. Which, like, then, okay, ha- shut up. You don't know that. No one yeah, knows no that. Yeah, no one, like, memorizes their own baseball <laughs> like, throwing stuff from middle school. Meters. And then Aizawa, I'm sure this is just a translation or the whatever, but Aizawa says right, as if Aizawa had looked up ahead of time what Bakugo's ball throwing score was, and was like, yes, you correctly remembered. I already looked it up. <laughs> very odd. Just very odd. Uh, so anyway, he throws it with his explosion powers and gets 705.2 meters, and all the kids are like, oh, wow, that was so far. I never, It never occurred to me that I could use my quirk to physically enhance my abilities. But, yeah, I, I, yeah, and so it just it, it sets up that we're going to go over a bunch of different little uh, moments, and it, it does become a, a cool little um, like showcase of a couple of these quirks, right. a couple of these kids, um, and... We we get what, the, the the first one well, is the f- oh sure before they even do that uh the kids see Bakugo throw that ball and they are kind of like wow that was really cool and I was always like oh you think this is gonna be fun like yeah I mean they're just establishing that he, he's he's a jerk he's a jerk. he is a jerk that's his whole thing but we 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 do get some some cool little uh, moments uh, with the kids then yeah um and like the first one's like a fifty meter dash and okay mm-hmm. the kid with engines in his legs is gonna be really yeah, good at that obviously. and you know like they use present mike as the narrator to yes. introduce these kids it's amazing it's the perfect use of his character i'm so happy that they did it and he he has the perfect cadence they found a really great voice actor, yes. i think it's, it's a lot of fun and so we, we 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 get confirmation that uh ida has engines in his legs and in mm-hmm. fact they work in a gear system? Yeah, he gets to the end and he says, in 50 meters I can only get up to... The third gear? Yeah. Uh, which is like, uh... Okay, you're a car. He's a car. <laughs> He's a car. He's a car. Um, and, you know, you see little... And he has his little water bottle. When we were watching oh, it, you made a little offhand comment. I was like, oh, he has a little water bottle. And you're like, yeah, but it's full of oil. <laughs> yeah. He's got to keep his engine running. Um, but, yeah, and then... And you... he's against uh, Suyu. Suyu. Um, now I have to take another moment to step outside of this episode and into my own personal life and tell you a little story about frogs. Oh, I'm going to take a nap. <sighs> when I was a kid, like, elementary and middle school age, I loved frogs. And because of that, that was like, you know when your relatives that you don't really know that well had to buy you presents as a child? Um, sort of. Everything I got from the ages of, like, six to 15 were frog themed items i got you a frog yeah not you, not not when you were younger i didn't know you were that's younger. true did you get it because you knew i liked frogs though or you yes, just randomly we, got it we've had this conversation before okay well now we're doing it on, on a podcast <laughs> uh i love frogs a lot so obviously when i saw suyu i knew that she was best girl instantly sure <laughs> So, back into the episode. Yeah, so she, um, she's see, got frog stuff going on. She's got frog stuff going on. Then we see Uraka take her turn, and she is someone who, her quirk in this particular case, isn't really that helpful. She says that she's going to use her gravity powers, her gravity-altering powers, to make her clothing lighter, so that I I don't even know what she's thinking yeah. here, honestly. Um, I mean, that's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt. You're right. So she runs, and she's like, well, at least I did better than middle school. But I did notice that um, she runs more slowly than Midoriya. Of course she does. I, well, I wrote it down because we were just talking about um, how Midoriya 
is in such good physical condition that he's not going to be the worst at every activity. Yeah. And, and what's more, something that I should point out, it doesn't actually affect things, but functionally, like, Midoriya runs alongside Bakugo, who is blowing stuff up through the air as it's running. That's not fair conditions. Right, that, like, pushes air back at Midoriya and yeah. slows him it, down. Yeah, and, like, it might give him a false start if he just blows stuff up. And he's like, oh, oh crap, it, it right, startled me. Right, he might get me. startled. Which, so, land, I mean, I think land. there could be something said for, like, well, you shouldn't be startled because, first of all, you know... No, that's, not the, that's not the point. That's not the point of the test. That's not the point of the test. No, I know you're right. I know you're right. That's not the point. Uh, yeah, so they go Uraraka versus so uh, a guy that has a tail. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it just, it, it, it I mean, I, I don't know. It, it you, you, Ida's gonna win this one. Yeah, obviously. And it, then, it, it, well, easy peasy. Yeah, and then they do, um, Aoyama, who is the yes. naval laser guy, versus a pink, pink girl, girl who's not introduced, um, who looks like she's ice skating? He's like an alien? She looks like an alien, and her... Well, it's, it's weird to see, because, like, we only get freeze frames of this one, but for comedy's sake, because, uh, the sparkle laser, like, <laughs> jumps and, like, shoots his laser. Yeah, and, like, he's, like, facing backwards and uses it to propel yeah, himself. And, and there's just a bunch of, like, quick frame freezes of him, like, falling and then doing it again. Uh-huh. And so, like, it's hard to tell exactly what she's doing, but she does come in quite fast. She's, yeah, like, she beats she's, him. Like, like, under six minutes. Under six seconds, uh, rather. Yeah, is, and you know. then Aoyama delivers one of the best yeah, lines in the it, entire anime. Shooting my beautiful beam for more than a second hurts my tummy. I love it. I adore him. It's delightful. Uh, and then, yeah, they do Midori versus Bakugo. Um, and Bakugo can kind of fly, which is which is cool. Sort of, yeah. I, 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 do, I do like it. Um, so then... I want to back up a little bit because Ochako actually um, says, oh, this isn't fair, before they start the event. And Aizawa goes on this sort of tirade about uh, how nothing in life is fair. Life's not fair. (laughs) Blah, blah, blah. He's an edgelord, whatever. He is, but I do think that he makes a sort of um, good point when he says, like, natural disasters and stuff aren't fair, so... You have to... He's basically just saying over and over again that Midori is a liability when he lets his body yeah. break up. He, he, like, he's everything also, he says is just a, a cover for him to say Screw Midoriya you, Midori. sucks. And it, it's also a load of crap, because the entire point of school is to get the playing field as level as possible by helping the kids in areas that they need help in. Right. You are helping to build them up so that they can deal with these situations. They are obviously, like, 14-year-old children. They're not ready 15. for every... They're 15. Are they 15? Yeah, they're 15. It, they're not ready right off the bat uh, to do all this stuff, and it's not fair to expect them to be. I enjoy racking on him. It's a lot of... <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll like him in the future. Maybe we will. Maybe. We will see. <laughs> uh, so... Yeah, so there's actually a, there's a, there's a, there's a flashback now. So there's a flashback to All Might discussing yeah, yeah, yeah. with Midoriya the sort of, like, how to use the power of, um, uh, One For All. Yeah, you gotta feel it! And it's <laughs> it's clear, like, so, training regimen aside, All Might's a crap teacher. Oh, absolutely. Like, why did they hire him for this school? He's not any better of a teacher than Aizawa, as far as we've seen. And, uh, he's just like, yeah, just like, you know, f- visualize... Whatever makes you think it, to do it, like what does it feel like? And Midori's like it's like an egg in a microwave, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, do do that but less. And it's just done. Do that but less. And, and it 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 really speaks to I think this is the first indication that we get 
I feel, and that it's important for uh, that I want to track this. Sure. All Might's like a natural, right? So, like, I just can I get the impression that All Might immediately got a handle on this power. Mm. Like he started using it, and he was like, "I'm there." Like, it makes perfect sense to me. I understand how to control it. Like, I, I, I don't have too much trouble with it. Yeah. Like, it, like, I'm dead. You're right, because he doesn't ever say anything, like, from his own experience of learning to master it. All he says is, like, oh, you'll do it eventually. Yeah, like, it, it might break your body, I guess. Like, it's hard to do, I guess. But, like, he, he can't, like, he has no, for himself, he has no, like, internal thing of, like, what he does. Mm-hmm. He just can do it. So, it is, I think, an indication that All Might just never really had trouble with the whole situation. Yeah. So, then we go back to the test. Uh, the second event is Grip Strength. Um, I thought Midoriya would be pretty good at this because he practices. We've seen him in multiple scenes right, but we don't, squeezing the grip thingy. We don't get we don't get a comparison. And right. I don't know what he is compared to another person that doesn't have a crazy superpower because the only person that they show doing this category is the guy that has... Six arms. Six giant muscly arms. Yes. Which uh, he, the hands of which he's he is somehow able to get onto this grip calculator all at once. Yeah. So, and like whatever. They the people that are watching him do this uh, say one of them says that he is like an octopus and I just oh, want to go a back a giant muscly octopus a giant muscly octopus and I just want to go back to the beginning of uh, this podcast episode where I said that I've seen this episode at least a half dozen times. I've also seen every episode that's currently released at least once. And only when I was watching this episode to take notes for the podcast did I realize that they call him an octopus because he has eight limbs. He's got six muscly octopus arms and two legs. Congrats. And I just want to point it out to anybody else that didn't notice that. <laughs> this is really not a good episode to showcase my Well, he, he also <laughs> does he also does sort of have like a, the weird webbing between his arms that octo- octopi yeah. do kind of have. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right, yeah. you're right. So I guess I there's, just there's, there's never really thought of him as an octopus. He, he indeed has a weird octopus aesthetic. Yeah, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah. So, um, but, yeah, it, it just, well, it, after this is the, this is, this the is standing long jump. jump. Yeah, so they show uh, Aoyama jumping over the entire sand pit Ooh. with his laser. They show Bakugo flying over the Ooh. entire sand pit with his explosions. And then they show Midoriya with the worst form I have ever seen, jumping, and he lands feet first and then falls backwards. Even if you've never done a uh, long jump before, you've probably seen it done, and okay, you know listen. you're supposed to fall forwards, because they measure from the furthest back point that touches the ground, so if you fall backwards, then you're shorting yourself it's, distance. That's easier said than done. Come on. You're telling me that All Might didn't have him practicing his long jump Correct. techniques on his range? Because why on earth would that matter? Uh, but then then we get to what I think the most important part of this The repeated sidesteps? No. We're, we're passing right over that because it doesn't matter. Okay, yeah, they show they show a quick some, flash some, of repeated side steps, bo- bobbing back and forth. Yeah, is yeah. he technically even stepping? Who can be sure? Yeah. Uh, then they get to the ball throw. The ball throw. So let's talk about Uraraka's power and how it should be the most broken thing ever. Connor, whatever do you mean? So she can, So they show her. She hold, They're doing the ball throw. She takes the ball and she throws it, and there's like a bunch of quick cuts of her, like just do 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 do, hanging out. Like the clouds keep moving, and she just, and it goes, and and the the distance marker says infinity. Now, <laughs> here's the thing, right? 
That means that she shot it out of the atmosphere. <laughs> okay? I guess it does. Alright? That means she shot it out of the atmosphere, which means that the range for her quirk, astronomical. Right? She she just does it. She can do it, yeah, and, and it the effects like last. she didn't even throw the ball that hard. No, she, she just, like, like really tosses it. Up. She just tosses it. She just tosses it, and it goes for infinity. Right? So she can remove gravity, and there is no range limit at all. Okay? Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> First of all, uh, and before I get into, like, the implications of what, what this quirk, like, actually means, mm-hmm. um, like, is, is there a point scoring system here? Like, we don't go into, like, what how, like what the results are of this here. Right. But does this just mean that she wins automatically? Because if it's, like, okay, whoever gets first place or whatever place yeah. in the most things, like, okay, whatever. But if it's, like, whoever performs, like, the best or whatever, or, she wins, right? She she got, her score was infinity on one of them. Right. Yeah, I don't know. They don't really go into it. So, like, ah. But, all right. Scenarios in which Uraraka's quirk are bananas. Okay, so she can she can <laughs> she can make something have no gravity doesn't affect it. Yeah. Right. So I she can she can do this to people. Yeah. So all she needs to do to kill anyone <laughs> is touch them. Yeah. And then go boop, and then they they will exit the atmosphere. Yes. Yes, you're right. All right. What what's more. If you think about it, if she can make it so gravity doesn't affect something, mm-hmm. right? If she puts, if she, like, gets the tiniest motor of all time, right, and puts it on anything and then takes the gravity off of all that stuff, it can accelerate infinitely, <laughs> right? I don't like where this is going. So, so basically, she can make it the best guns of all time. A gun? She could make she could she could make projectiles oh, yeah. that like go like infinite speed. Yeah, she doesn't even need an engine to do that. She just has to give it a little tap. Yeah, so like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she, like the, the the most physics breaking power that we've come across so far. Like, yeah, it's 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 truly bonkers. And uh, like, if she can all if she can also like make make other people not have gravity, is she affecting their mass in some way? Is she is she just changing the effect of gravity because if she's if she's changing their mass in some way that's that's crazy to its own way yeah but if she is negating one of the fundamental forces of the universe Mm -hmm. she can probably do stuff like make black holes i mean maybe she doesn't learn how to do that until like senior year like (laughs) if if there's a size limit on her thing she could kill she could kill everyone in the world because if she's generating the effects of gravity on the earth yeah she could destroy the earth by, yeah, t- by touching I, it. I guess yeah. by touching it. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> it's endgame. Ah, so yeah, just I, the the reality situation is this was played for laughs, um, right? You know, but like if if we do like I I do think it's important. I, I I'm not sure this ever really matters, but like the fact that she has infinite range or at least such an astronomical range on her quirk, like she there. It doesn't matter how far away she is from her quirk. She can still oh, make it yeah. keep working. Yeah. Like, that, that is actually really powerful. Right. It's not like, okay, I can make it... It's not like once the ball travels 300 meters, the power stops working on it. It just continues to go. Yeah. So, and and it also speaks to if she can do this to people, like, because of the way that the human body interacts with gravity and whatnot. Like, if she touches anyone and gets rid of their gravity, they probably just start vomiting, like, in a real world. 
um, because of how your inner ear works and whatnot. Uh, okay, yeah. Or at least you'll be, they'll be so disoriented that they probably just can't do anything anymore. Yeah. So, like, from a hand-to-hand standpoint, she is functionally one of the most powerful people. Because mm-hmm. if she just, if she touches you, you have no gravity. Right. Anyway, I'll stop, I'll stop gushing <laughs> about this. Uh, I want to know if Bakunga got another turn. That's something that's never... No. That's my number one unanswered question for this episode. Did Bakugo get another no. turn at the ball throw? No, he didn't. We're not wasting time. You're right. That would be irrational. Yeah, I, I, I thought I does not want to waste any time. But we do get the actual um, sort of uh, climax of this episode here. Right. So Midoriya uh, kind of standing there holding the ball thinking about how uh, he needs to have at least one category that he's doing well in. And he understands that his capacity to use all for or one... I don't one know, for all. One for all. Um, right now is either 0% or 100%, so he knows that he's going to basically lay waste to himself the instant he uses it. So he's looking at the remaining categories, which at this point are, what, the distance run, the toe-touching, and push-ups, I think? Yes, as well as the ball throw. And the ball throw. Which, so he, and and it, it should be said, um, so can, 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 I, can I speak to my, like a mild spoiler from how a certain quirk functions? I don't have any idea what you're Okay, so yet. Uraraka should also get infinite on push-ups. Oh yeah, but I remember we, we but talked we, about we, that. Just the, make yourself yeah. anti gravity. However, the, I mean, the, there, this is this is like a minor plot point, but she, if she has trouble using it on herself. Oh really? Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's one of the things that makes her throw up. Oh. As it should, because it messes. Oh yeah, you were just talking about that. Yeah. That's right. Um, yeah, that's something else we do see. We saw her in the last or two episodes ago, whatever. Yeah. If she uses it too much, she throws up. But Just that, like Aoyama. But that would be, she would also have infinite push-ups, right? Because, yeah. Because like, if she makes herself weigh nothing, uh, and if she if she can't, like, control exactly yeah, how much... Yeah, because I was thinking, you push yourself off the ground once, and then... Make her, make her, make yeah, her, make her clothes I, still I weigh a pound. I imagine do, like, a... She does one of those, like, clap push-ups where she, like, and release! And release! <laughs> no, I, I mean, just... If, just Keep her clothes on that what what small amount that oh, they weigh, or just would you know, anchor her, or even if she just like you know like weighs something slightly heavy enough and she just makes herself. But either way, it, it, that wouldn't work. Um, but she would also like if she could do it on herself, she would win at least three. She would win the long jump, she would win the throw thing, and she would win push-ups. I guess you're right, but, yeah, because she would be able to do infinite of all three of those activities. Yes. So, but anyway, yes, yeah, Midoriya. Yeah, strategizing, and he's thinking, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna ruin my body doing one of these remaining four activities to make sure that I don't go home, mm-hmm. uh, even though the point of these exercises is to make me realize that I shouldn't ruin my body all the time. No, the point of these exercises is to recognize your, your limits, your potential. And because I hate Midoriya specifically. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Uh, so he, he weighs his options and he's like, yep, this is my only chance. So he, he lights up his whole arm and he throws the ball as hard as he can. He's got his pink energy running through his veins. Which, in, and doesn't work. And he throws the ball and it goes like 30 meters or something. I don't remember exactly. Yeah, it's like not very far. And he's like mumbling to himself, oh no, I tried to use it. I don't know what went wrong. And then... He starts getting reeled in by Aizawa's weird scarf. Which, okay, I did notice Aizawa does throw the scarf. I did see that this time for the first time also. Yes. And, and, and here here's another instance where I, I don't know how much of this is aesthetics and how much of this is functional. Yeah. Right? Because we learn Aizawa's quirk is that he can cancel other quirks. Yes. With we're gonna, we're gonna We're going to table this for one second. I've got to come back to it. Okay. I promise. Okay. But when he uses his quirk, two other things happen. Well, three other things happen. One, his eyes start glowing red. Yes. I imagine that's part of it. 
Yeah. But maybe not. His hair starts floating in the air. Yes. And maybe that's part of it. Who knows? Maybe not. And also the scarf around his neck, which he can use mildly prehensilely, starts floating in the air. Yes. And mildly prehensilely, I think, is the exact way to phrase it, because prior to noticing him throw it for the first time on this most recent viewing, I thought it was just, like, levitating around him, responding to his telekinesis or whatever. Um, But now that we saw him throw it, but it is still, like, floating Floating around him like his hair is. Yeah. And so it just, it sort of, it begs the question of how much of this is, like, for the viewer, like, oh, he's using his thing, and how much of this is, like, oh, his his hair is floating. Yeah. Like... Uh, so then, yeah, so he pulls in Midoriya and he says, I canceled your quirk, and Midoriya, being our resident, uh, hero encyclopedia, says, oh my gosh, oh, I see that you have your signature hero goggles around your neck, I recognize you, you're the Erasure hero, Eraserhead, worst hero name in the entire series. Midoriya actually says that in this episode. That's not true. Although that's also my She is lying. She is lying. he doesn't say it. I I don't don't think Eraserhead's that bad. I think it's the worst name in the whole series. We can talk about that later when we meet better heroes. You know what's a better name? Backdraft. Okay. Terrible. Back to the episode. The worst. But no, no, no. We need to talk about the fact that if you are if you have a quirk that cancels other quirks, mm-hmm. what the hell is a quirk? Okay? Because, <laughs> right, this speaks to some sort of intelligence to quirks. Go on. How do you know the difference between someone who has, can, like, become a bodybuilder because of their quirk, mm-hmm. and a bodybuilder. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, there's a quirk gene or something. Yeah, and he just shuts That it his off. quirk gene can somehow recognize and turn off. Yeah, what about uh, somebody, like, if he used it on the kid with the tail, does his does tail, tail like, go away? slurp back up inside of him? So this, this doesn't... <laughs> does it, like, go slack? <laughs> this does get addressed in, in one of, at least one of the, no, 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 in one of the data books. It does talk about... Like, sort of how his stuff functions, but not satisfactorily to me. Okay. Like, so, if you have a quirk that alters your body, he can't really cancel it. Okay, so, like, mutation-type Yeah, mutation-type quirks. So, like, the frog girl can probably still use her tongue. Can she? See, here's the thing. Because, <laughs> like, how does it know that? I, how, how, I don't know. How? Because that means that it's like so, there's something. There are some quirks that are slightly more intrinsic than others. I guess that's true to some extent because like how much of it is she can stretch her tongue really far versus having like a long tongue. Like f- physically, she has bigger hands than normal, so that probably wouldn't go away. But maybe her legs wouldn't be able to jump like a frog or something. Who knows? So it. Yeah, like, I, I, I get it in practice. What if he looks in a mirror at himself? I'm dead. <laughs> but yeah, so just the, 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 his, his, the existence of his quirk does not honestly follow logically. It just, it, it does, like, it, the, could he, could his quirk have existed before quirks? Potentially, yeah, potentially you and I have that power. Yeah. <laughs> we right? were all Aizawa on this blessed day. So, I, I don't know. It, it's it's a weird situation. But he gets mad at Deku and he's like, your, your, your quirk is dumb. If, <laughs> if you break your arms, you're just a liability. So, you know, use your... He finally says it yeah. in so many words. Yeah, you, use your dumb quirk and fail. 
I just want to take a small moment to um, bring up something that you and I had talked about offline, which is where uh, I was saying, like, who let this guy be a teacher? And you said, well, actually, he has a really good quirk for being a teacher yeah. because he can deal with any kind of, like, teenage misbehaving superpower. Right. You, you imagine Bakugo decides to be a raging uh, dickwad and start blowing stuff up, and if the teacher can always be like... Now you're yeah, in, you're, you're in detention. You're, now you are not doing that. Yeah, or you know, if if they're if you, know, you imagine these are kids who don't have full control over their powers yet, and if their powers start to go wild or something, if he can negate them, that's awesome. That's great to have. Yeah. You know, so so I I think there there are very good reasons from from like a non personality standpoint <laughs> why he should be a teacher. Right. You know? uh, so then, at least as far as we see him right now. Yeah. So we actually see um, when. Aizawa cancels out his power. We see All Might peeking around the corner to watch this unfold. And he's having an internal monologue, which we can hear, um, where he says, Aizawa... Um, oh, the students, when Midoriya recognizes him as the pro-hero Eraserhead, the other students are like, oh yeah, I, I think I've heard of him. He like stays out of the spotlight. And All Might says that he doesn't like the media because he believes that they interfere with hero work, and he especially dislikes celebrity heroes like All Might, um, uh, because he doesn't, he doesn't like, like yeah. the media. And, and I'm of two minds about this. On the one hand, okay, he's a jerk. Like, okay, we get it, he's a jerk, like, is another reason that he doesn't like <laughs> because he's popular. His only character trait. But, on the flip side, I feel like there's a good reason to this, especially for him, right? If you're a dude who's a normal dude, and your quirk is just that you can negate quirks. Mm -hmm. Having the element of surprise is so useful, right? Yeah, I guess imagine, that's why like, he wears all black and fights only at night, where he can't be Okay, seen. We, we don't know that. Um, well, they show him on the roof. Yeah, but it doesn't mean he only fights at night. <laughs> I guess. But, like, if, the, if a dude's about to wind up his super punch, and his super punch turns into a... And then you just beat him on the spot. But if he knows that you can negate his quirk then there goes that element. Right. So, like, from a functional standpoint, I actually am at least mildly sympathetic to this idea of, like, it helps from a hero's perspective for them to not totally know about us. At least to some extent. Yeah, to not have full uh, understanding of the hero's quirk and its uses. Yeah, because most of the time, I imagine the heroes aren't going to know about the villains. Like, you know, a, re yeah, a repeat actually. offender, but, like, you know, one who doesn't get caught or right. stuff like that. Imagine a villain, like, if Midoriya was a villain, he has all these notebooks about all of the abilities that the heroes have right. and everything they can do and, like, where their headquarters are and this and that. Like, Midoriya, with all that knowledge as a villain, would be pretty formidable. And he's just a now a high school student, right. right? So, like, an actual dedicated organized crime organization, like, yeah. Yeah. It just It's helpful, I guess, for All Might since he's so powerful no one can beat him, but for anyone else, it'd be great if they didn't totally know what your powers are. Yeah. Uh, and also... Aizawa tells Midori that he can't become a hero, which like, irritates me because Midori has gone through so much and, like, wait, so many people in his past told him that I don't need to hear it again from my homeroom teacher. I do like I do like the difference, though. Um, and you can read it as one of two ways. One, Midori is fed up and he knows he can be a hero because, like, like less than three seconds after Aizawa said that, he's like, no, I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Or... Gotta love that grit. Or, I, it might speak to the fact that Midoriya really is a fanboy for All Might, right? And so when All Might said to him, you can't be a hero, that was crushing because it was All Might. Yeah. And, and to be fair, I think there is enough evidence to suggest this is the case, that, like, Midoriya, even before he got this quirk, was going to apply to UA. 
Yeah. He, he, he was planning on it. Right. So like, he was going to try until literally every single door had finally been slammed in his face. Yeah. And and, and, and there seemed to just be two people whose opinions he really cares about. Mm-hmm. His mother and All Might. Yeah. And I, I kind of like that, where it's like, this dude is like, you can't do it. And he's like, are you kidding me? <laughs> All but, Might already told me I can't do it. That both, overwrites everything. Both my mom and my dad. Not my dad. My dad. <laughs> not my dad. Not my dad. <laughs> my, my dad. Whatever. Dad. They believe in me. And that's like... I, all right, Scruffy, get out of here. Like, yeah. So I, that's that's how I read that situation. Yep. So then uh, Midoriya steps up to take the ball. Aizawa puts in his eye drops, question mark. I, I, again, <laughs> I actually like this because, again, it sort of speaks to there are physical aspects to quirks. Right. Like, now we know why his eyes are bloodshot, probably. Because he probably has to keep them open to keep his quirk working. Oh, yeah, if it only works when you're looking at yeah. somebody. So, like, I like that. He's like, he's got eye drops. This, all, this makes perfect sense. So, Yeah. But Midoriya does a, does a smart. Yeah, he uh, thinks about it, and he thinks, okay, I can't let my body be a liability. What can I do? So he channels his uh, power into just his fingertip, the very last piece of his body that touches the ball before he throws it, and he throws it so far. And he... He doesn't even break his bones. Which okay, I think, I think really, he breaks his bones. He's able to make a fist, though, and that you means can, that his finger's not broken. You can do that with a with a minor fracture. But it's not broken. It's not shattered and, like, flapping behind him. Like, right. His arms and legs. It's less broken. Less broken. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, and he throws the ball, and he gets 705.3 meters. 0.1 meters more than Bakugo. And I bet that just burns him up inside. Booms him up inside. <laughs> bada bing, bada bang. So, uh, yeah, Midoriya turns around and delivers another iconic line. Uh, well, it's in, in the middle of him throwing is when he says this line. Yeah, in the middle, so before much. the ball has fallen. Yeah. He says, see, Mr. Aizawa, I'm still standing. Well, no, no, before this. The, oh, yeah, the while he's throwing, yeah, while he's throwing it, um, one of my favorite lines from the series, he says, even if I have a lot to learn, I'll focus on what I can do right now. Yeah. And it's a nice message. Yeah, it really is. I think it's uh, motivational for all of us. Yeah, I mean, not for me, but yeah. <laughs> uh, so then he says, Mr. Aizawa, look, I'm still standing. Aizawa's actually impressed by this. Uh, and it, it reminded me, like, Midori is so determined, and his determination to succeed has been, that's what got, um, All Might to be on his side, yeah. and now that's what got Aizawa to sort of recognize that he does have potential after all, and you were just being a dick before. Yeah. And that's it, that's the end of that. Well, and Aizawa smiles. Yeah. This kid. This weird Totoro smile. Yeah. I, I do really like the facial expressions they give Aizawa, <laughs> that they're like, Funny, creepy. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. So I mean, it's 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 a. I think it's a very interesting episode. We get we learn a little bit more about a couple more characters. We get a new important character introduced in the homeroom teacher. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you know, it it just there's a bit of a rankle because I feel like the cliche of this hard ass homeroom teacher, this hard ass yeah. teacher. You know, we we both we both watch or read through Naruto and it's it's very similar to the teacher in that Kakashi. Yeah, it's, Kakashi, my favorite Naruto character. Yeah, but it, it's, <laughs> why couldn't they make Aizawa more like Kakashi? <laughs> but it, it it's it, I I view it as at least a mildly uh, unfortunate cliche. I, it, it's not enough. To, it's tired, to, to really, just like Aizawa. It's not enough to like really bother me, but it certainly does bother me. A yeah, bit. like you can tell from this episode, it's going to be about like tough love. Yeah, and 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 again, like I appreciate th- this. This anime is honestly really about 
taking cliches and doing them to a really heartfelt degree so that you're not too bothered by them. True, because yeah. this definitely is like a love letter shonen anime. Yeah, and, 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 and do, taking Devil's Advocate um, in a vacuum, I understand exactly where Aizawa was coming from, right? He's saying like, okay, I understand this kid is super powerful, but it's clear that he can't control it. Right. And this is not, like, a, a the best school in the country who's supposed to be molding people. Mm-hmm. That's for kids who have who already have a good handle on their powers. Right. It's not like Aizan knows that Midoriya only just got his powers, like, a couple months ago. Right. And and so I, I do see where he's coming from. We're like, if you know nothing, it seems like it's this kid who's maybe been coasting through on life for the fact that... It, he has, like, super strong yeah. punches, possibly rivaling All Might. Yeah, and never thought he, he had to learn how to... Because, again... There's no other person that just gets a quirk at right. age 15. Yeah. So as a, far as... You would assume that Midori has had this since he was like four or five years old. Yeah. And so from Aizawa's standpoint, it, it honestly makes this kid look lazy more than anything else. All that being said, he is still one dude and every other single one of the examiners let this kid in. So right. like, come on. Yeah, I really hate how he's like, I'm going to take it into my own hands because the other people yeah. weren't rational enough. But I... I, I I don't think he's completely off base. So yeah, I, I, can, I would agree. He's got some uh, things that I can agree with him on. Yeah. So it, it, yeah. So not enough. I I I do not dislike him. I will say that. Because yeah, I think at the end of this episode, I would not say I dislike him, but it's mostly because of how funny the sleeping bag scene was. Yeah. At the beginning. Well, and it, it it does like his final line does give me the impression that he is going to give Deku a chance. Yeah. Because he smiles and says, like, oh, this kid, like, oh, yeah. this precocious little scamp. Yeah. <laughs> he only broke, like, three bones instead of all of them in his body. Right. Or whatever. Uh, so, so yeah, so there's that. So, I, I'm interested. I'm, I'm, I'm really hoping that next episode they, we get uh, introduced to more, more of the kids and the Right, powers. the kids in the class. Yeah. I hope it's not just, like, I understand Midori is the main character, but I hope it's not just the Midori show the whole time. Yeah. But we'll have to figure that out when we do look at it all next time. And uh, we'll, we'll see you all then, I guess, unless there's anything else you wanted to no, say. No, I don't have anything else to say except thank you, everyone, for listening. And we hope to see you next time for episode six. Bye. Bye.